And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. With Sergey Karyakin taking on the world champ with the white pieces, and that was that was the funniest moment of perhaps the entire Norway chess event. The rumor is that Vladimir Kramnik, who you just saw there <laughs> laughing, uh, shook up the water bottle before Carlson came to the table. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, December 5th, 2022. I'm Jay Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to Tassie is the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey yo, hey yo, And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Happy Monday to everybody out there. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We love to see it. Hit the like button, comment away there in the stream team, and subscribe if you haven't already to No Dunks on YouTube. Get your questions and comments in. No Dunks at theathletic.com. Best way to email them in. I lied last week. Why? I realized. I said like a couple times. <laughs> Great week to get your questions in. I'm sure we'll hit the beach at some point. In fact, I guarantee we'll hit the beach to read your questions and comments, and we never hit the beach. Well, the... There was a lack of emails. That's on you. Yeah. That's on the people out there, not yeah. me. Not a dirt. <laughs> not much out there. Wow. Not crickets, much. Eh? People aren't using email, I don't think. <laughs> Interesting. So should just tweet them in? Just tweet them in. Okay, at no dunks Inc. INC on the end, or you can leave them. It's a little more difficult to find the good ones and pull them out, but leave them in the YouTube comments too if you are yeah. uh, watching later, I guess. Twitter too. The search function. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used to be good. Yeah. I, I, I can't stand. I mean, this Twitter? has been in... Well, well, a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I hate waking up in the morning and then, like, seeing a tweet and you're like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And then realizing it's, like, mm. 23 hours old or something like that. I hate that as well. You can change it. Can Real I? quick. Yeah. That's oh, so I can make it like... Uh, there's a chronological yeah, version you're right. out there. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. still, you know. Yeah, that's tough out there. Things have changed. Here's an idea. (laughs) Write us a letter. Yeah, write a letter. If you mail us a letter, (laughs) guaranteed we will read it on the show. Yes. Yes. I mean, okay, I'll put the uh, P.O. Box uh, address in the YouTube comments. (laughs) Send us us stuff or send us a letter. It's on IG in the highlights right there. Actually, we have got letters before. <laughs> we have, and we've read them. It's so, nice. it so nice. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of tough to send an NBA question in letter form. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're talking about the, the Pelicans, yeah. you know, being at the top or near the top of the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. You send that letter, it gets mm-hmm. to us uh, by the time we get it from the P.O. box, I don't know, four, five, six weeks later. By Carrier Pelican? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Boo. They can carry a lot of mail on that yeah. <laughs> gullet. Uh, get your No Dunks merch like Tass is rocking right now over at nodunks.com he's got on uh one of the uh i guess sort of team usa no dunks colors there it's first team. time i've worn it you can tell it's a little creased yeah. <laughs> well all my no dunk shirts are creased oh come I on, on no, I, there is, no you can't on camera you can't, you can't see it but see i can it. see it right here really yeah. good oh there it is like that nipple squeeze yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, anyway, yeah. it's fresh. How's Anyways, it feel? What am I supposed to do? Hang them up? They're folded. They're within a bunch of others in the cubby. Well, you don't. I'm not a wrinkle. I'm not an Iron Man. I'm not a steam refresh dryer man. I just go with the flow. Are you not a wash your new uh, t-shirt, oh. sweater, pants before wearing it person? Because Nora and I get into huge arguments about this. She says yes. She does. And I said, no way. I'm like, uh, give me the chemicals. Give me the... That's the breakdown in our house, too. Whatever chemicals they're putting on it when you buy it from the store makes it look the freshest it will yeah. ever look. Yeah, why would I want to wash, wash that it, out? It's worse, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it stinks. Yeah, I can't that's, handle that's, that's a risk you gotta take. I stink. I mean, what does it matter? <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, get into today's show. Ed. Zany little Monday podcast here already. Uh, we got winners and losers of the NBA weekend. That's what we do on Monday. But first, three wedgies over the weekend. We had two on Friday night, one more on Saturday. We'll start in San Antonio. This one, tough to decide who to give the credit to. It's Zion Williamson and Bates Giop there fighting for the rebound. Who really triggered it? I think it's Bates Giop. Yeah. The most. Yeah. Jump, jump, jump. Chop, chop, chop. So that was number 14. Then, same night, like, I don't know, like 10 minutes later, I think, in Utah, O'Shea Brissett hitting the jumper wedgie from the left-hand side. Good old Canadian boy sticking a wedgie. Boink. Excellent. Oh, Canadian wedgie removal as well. (laughs) That's right. And then on uh, Saturday... KJ Martin, the highlight machine, giving us a wedgie from three-point distance. And look at Draymond oh, there. Oh, cool. Look how he dislodged that wedgie. <laughs> you don't see that often. Just uh, hanging on the rim. Hanging on the rim. Let it to, fall out. To let it pop out. Yeah. So there you go. 16 wedgies on pace for 55. And that is not even counting the playoffs, which were good for, yeah, what, three to six in a playoff? Uh, you know, deep playoff run. Something like that. Sure. It could be so pacing out the, the wedges. Season. I don't think that I don't think that's taken into consideration. Yeah. You think it is? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I, I just know that. Add some games. Okay. All right. Winners of the weekend. Let's get into it. Tass, who you got as your big winner? There are a lot to pick from here. Oh, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, baby. They are second in the Western Conference with a bullet, and Zion Williamson is peaking right now. We are getting peak Zion Williamson. He's looking so great out there. He's unstoppable, baby. Mm-hmm. You just give that guy a bit of space. You give him a little dribble handoff from Jonas Valanciunas to get him going downhill, or you get him a pick, just a little bit of space up top, get him going downhill. Yeah, he's going left every time. Everybody knows it, but he can spin off that thing. His spin is so quick right now. There was a play on Sunday when he shook Aaron Gordon, who was guarding him just a quick a quick shimmy just a quick shimmy with the ball Aaron Gordon went flying those fast twitch muscles for Zion Williamson are working right now and you need a guy that big in Aaron Gordon to try and defend that dude mm-hmm. going downhill Zion is just amazing on Friday against the Spurs 30 15 and 8 and then Sunday against the Nuggets in what was a battle for second place in the Western Conference he had 25 but he needed help because Nikola Jokic had a great game on the other side, a phenomenal game. The Nuggets wanted to win. He had 32, 16, and 9 assists, but it was the Pelicans' depth, which is real depth. Oh, it yeah. is real, real depth. Best bench it, maybe in the league? Yeah, totally. And it's not its not like that fake bench stuff that <laughs> they'll be good now and then later on they won't perform in the playoffs. I think this team is truly good beyond their big three of C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion. They had a 17-4 run when Joker sat because they do have a better bench. They're they're just more deep. Trey Murphy changed the game. Willie Hernan Gomez changed the game. Rookie Dyson Daniels been starting two games in a row here because Herb Jones is hurt. They're so deep. And then Jose Alvarado comes in and sparks the thing. And it's not just 
a spark. We've all talked about him as oh, he's the changes the game. He's he does the, the does the stealing yeah, yeah. type thing. He's just a great basketball player now. He's just honed his craft like Zion. He is so good off the dribble. He just knows where his shots come from. Even if he's undersized, he can get to the rim when they move the ball. He had 38 career a career high 38 points. Was going for 40 at the end. He was going <laughs> for it. Yeah, the arena wanted yeah. him to get it. Jose, 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 yeah. Jose. yeah, they're chanting it. He won the game. He really did. He was 8 of 11 from three. Just phenomenal stuff. His career high wasn't even 30 before this game, so he had 38. Uh, it's it's something they need, though. The depth is really something they need because Zion, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum haven't played a ton together. They're 6-3 and three when they play 20 minutes together, plus 18.9 points. That is so, so good. And then... Just back to Zion. Just just loving the Zion on the floor and off the floor because he's going to have the entire basketball community loving him, supporting him because he's charismatic when he gets on the press row. Like when he does his interviews, he's charismatic, he's well-spoken. And uh, I think we have a clip, J.D., of one of his interviews from the weekend. So my mom, my mom put me on Magic Bird because of their playmaking abilities. And if you watch Michael Jordan, even when Michael Jordan, you know he's a phenomenal scorer, when he had to play point guard, I think he averaged a triple-double. Uh, but my stepfather, my stepfather is more so like old school, but they got a certain taste. Like you got Kenny Anderson, I'd watch. Uh, Earl the Pro Monroe. Uh, a player named Skip Wise, who a lot of people don't know. He kind of put me on those kind of players because uh, uh, Fly Williams, he put me on those players because they just play fundamentally sound basketball, but they all had their own flair to it. That's how you do it, Zion, <laughs> on the floor and off the floor. Hey, he, what about this guy? <laughs> what about this 90s basketball player? Well, he's smart. He's smart. He great. names the superstars. He gives you the bird and magic off the top. Then he gives you some deeper cuts. Yeah. He goes to the ABA, giving you slick watts, giving you Kenny Anderson fan favorites. And then he gives you stats. Michael Jordan with the triple doubles. He's playing to the geeks. He's playing to the people who love the stars. He's playing to the cool kids who like the, you know, the under the radar guys. He's doing it all. And then he does it on the floor. This team is eight and two in their last 10. They're rolling here. They are the just behind the contenders of the contenders, but I think they are in that sort of that B tier. I was just going to ask both of you that. Are are the Pelicans a legit title contender, or is that a year or two ahead of schedule? What, what do you think, TK? I think that's a year ahead of schedule. Yeah. They haven't gone into a playoff series with Zion playing yet, and that's going to be the big thing because he is their best player, and him being their leader and their star is the key to them being a championship contender. They're on the path, no doubt about it. They are, you know, gelling at the right time. They're still not able to have their whole team out there, which is pretty impressive that they're able to rip off these kind of wins. But as they continue to play together, as they're, you know, I don't know, their big three is McCollum, Zion, and Brandon Ingram, certainly. But I mean, like, Alvarado's a key piece of this team at this point. Valanchunas, I feel like, is kind of a key piece of this team. Just, uh, you know, the physicality. He brings Herb Jones out there. Trey Murphy the third. I think he might be better than Herb Jones. Eventually, like this guy's incredible. The athleticism and the shot making, not to mention the defense he brings. They're a great team, but it's probably a little bit like the Grizzlies last season where they could go to the conference finals. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at that kind of uh, performance from the Pelicans. But being able to top the teams that have been there and done it might be a tough task. But Zion's pretty unstoppable. And I do think it's hilarious that this became the weekend where like everybody realizes he goes left every single time. (laughs) Trey Murphy had a great interview after that Spurs game. He said, 
I was on the free throw line. One of the guys on the Spurs was telling another guy, don't let him go left. The guy's like, bro, I'm trying. Yeah. It ain't that easy. No. I told him, yeah, he's a big dude, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> As if the idea that stopping Zion from going left has never been uttered yeah. before. He's yeah. been going left for the entirety of his basketball career, but there ain't no way to stop him. And that's why he went for, what, 55 points on 18 to 31 shooting, I think, this weekend. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And then when he's cut off, he's finding guys pretty well. He had eight assists on Friday yeah. because you stop him going left, and he's he's great at it. I like the Grizzlies' comparison, but I think the Pels have more top-end talent than the Grizzlies did and even more depth uh, than the Grizzlies did if everybody is healthy. It feels like they do yeah. have that path. This is just so quick to, to be there. I know Zion's obviously taken a while with his injuries, but to start this season, I thought when David Griffin signed him to the contract, I thought, wow. You're obviously saying he's going to be healthy for a long period of time. And then do you have the depth behind him? Well, yeah. David Griffin has made some oh. wild moves. You said the Trey Murphy, the Herb Jones draft pick. I mean, they are stacked, really, yeah. if they're all healthy. Yeah. Uh, Will Guillory has a great article up on The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Get yourself a subscription. Um, pointing out what you guys were saying. Putting some stats to what you were saying about their starting lineup. Barely playing together. Yeah, I stole they've, that stat uh, from him, for yeah, sure. Yeah, only 10 of their first 23 games where they've been in there, all of them. You know, Zion, Ingram, McCollum have each missed, like, chunks of time here. But then Will just, like, went through all the guys contributing. You already said Alvarado and Trey Murphy, who have been outstanding, both of them. Herb Jones, he hasn't shot the ball all that well this year, but he's on all clamps. We know that. He's going to be making an all-defensive team. Valanchunas is just like the perfect solid center. You know, gives you a good 25, 30 minutes. You know, less in some cases because Larry Nance Jr. comes in, closes the games at the five spot. You know, or Zion, they play a lot at the 5-2. Najee Marshall is having his best season as a pro. Devontae Graham... I always forget is on this team at times. Um, he's been decent, you know, despite limited opportunities. And Dyson Daniels, that's just uh, David Griffin finding another one here in the draft who's, like, emerged recently as one of these rookies that appears, like, uh, you know, NBA-ready. You can plug him in. And uh, as long as you're not asking too much from him, he can contribute. So deep, deep team. Um, yeah, we'll see. I guess the difference between the Grizzlies, I love that comparison, from last year in their run is they do have, like, Valanchunas has been in a lot of freaking playoff games. CJ McCollum has obviously been in a lot of playoff series and stuff like that. No, I think it just helps a little bit True. to yeah. pair with your superstar, Zion. They go as far as Zion takes them, just like John Morant with the Grizzlies. Once he got injured, they were losing games in the postseason last year. So. True. Zion uh, well, and they've got the Eurobasket MVP and Willie Hernan oh, Gomez. Sure. <laughs> yeah, they are not the, the cream of the crop, let's be honest, but they are... Making their way, it is it is Grizzlies like, but I I think they have, yeah they have a little a few more weapons when it comes down to it. Well, I was one of the, I feel like maybe rare because a lot of people were high on the Pelicans coming into the season, but I was like a little worried that expectations were getting ahead of themselves. You know what they did last year down the stretch after the McCollum trade, and you know obviously having to always like cross your fingers and hope that Zion would be healthy and play. So I was like, I don't know about their over under. I don't know, like slow it down a little bit. And they're proving me wrong. Uh, and that's with guys missing time. Fully stacked. You'd love to see the potential run they could go on here, mm -hmm. and uh, it shouldn't be long when they're all back. But man, great job by Willie Green and uh, and the Pelicans so far. Yeah, said near the top of the Western Conference. Yeah, just they're behind second. the Suns. They're yeah. second wow. in the Western Conference. Uh, you remember the the they are second to the Suns, and we remember the the playoff series that they had with the Suns last year. You know, without Zion. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, six game series. Like, yeah. put up good. a put up a decent fight. All right, Trey, let's keep it going. Who you got? Winner of the weekend. There's two things I love, Skeets. 
a thumbnail that says Epic Duel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and big meaty men slapping meat. Jesus. That's why I'm saying winner of the weekend goes to Anthony Davis versus Giannis on Friday night. Yep. Game of the year candidate, I would have to say, Short for list. the first quarter of the season. 40.7 rebounds, five assists, and a sick block on LeBron from Giannis. Outdone, though, by 44 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, and three blocks from Anthony Davis, who said he was inspired by Aaron Rodgers being there at Crypto.com Arena. (laughs) They had a chat before the game. Aaron Rodgers asked him for 30 points. So AD went up and put out 44 points, and Aaron Rodgers said, I only asked for 30. Wow. Did you see the rings Aaron Rodgers wears? He wears a lot rings? of... Rings? Like, he only has one. Well, he wears... Oh. <laughs> good one. He wears, like, a lot of, like, uh, metallic jewelry. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like 90s vibe He's going jewelry. through a Chris Angel mind yes, freak kind of yes, a rebrand a here, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, Giannis and AD, they've had some good games against each other in the past. I think uh, AD's first game with the Lakers against Giannis and the Bucks was probably the best one prior to this one, but this is their best head-to-head game. Also... The rest of the game was awesome in this one. We had two good defenses who I thought were playing pretty solid defense, and it didn't matter at all because the score was crazy in this one. You had LeBron passing Magic Johnson for sixth place on the all-time assist list. Some say passing is his greatest skill. (laughs) It's debatable at this point. Uh, You also had Chris Middleton returning finally from injury, 17.7 assists, a decent game, and some drama at the end. The Bucs had a chance to tie. Grayson Allen had a nice look at a three with 20 seconds left. Missed. Lakers get the rebound. Russ misses two free throws. Drew Holiday has a chance to tie it with five seconds left. He missed. Uh, so a, a tough loss for the Bucks, but an awesome, awesome win for the Lakers. Their best win of the season. And then I thought that was good enough for a winner. Yeah. That game alone, good enough for a winner. But Lakers, AD had to get upgraded to full winner status after Sunday. 55 points from Anthony Davis against the Wizards, 22 of 30 from the field, 17 rebounds, three blocks. The guy's getting MVP chance on the road. He's probably not at the MVP table quite yet. I think he's in the restaurant. I saw him walk by. <laughs> we had a great window table, yep. and he just strolled on by. Was that Anthony Davis coming by? Yeah. 99 points <laughs> over the weekend. Oh, yeah, I wonder if he's ever been to Pequod's. He's a Chicago guy. I cannot yeah. believe he's a Packers fan. That's a... That's a disappointment, but 99 points over the weekend, 10 straight games with 20 points and 10 rebounds. The defense is there, too, leading the league in rebounds, second in blocks. The Lakers have won eight of their last 10 games after a 2-10 start. They're three and a half games out of third place, but somehow they're still in 12th. That's crazy to me. Like, they've had a great run here with AD playing the best basketball of his life, maybe bubble accepted. And they still have made up two places, 14th to 12th. That's how tough it is in the Western Conference. But shout out to the Lakers. I said, (laughs) I'll believe you're actually on your way back when you beat a team that's not the Spurs. They beat the Bucks on the road. Yeah. That's impressive. And then they went and beat the Wizards as well. And this is AD living up to all the expectations everybody had for him. Like... You should be at this point in LeBron's you know stage of his career. You should be the guy. We've seen it for flashes. We saw it when you were with the Pelicans. We saw it in the bubble. You know, stay healthy and ball. No one can stop you. Uh, and he's uh, at least put it together here to ask for, you know, what what are we at? Like it's like a ten to fifteen game window at this point. Uh, you know, again, knock on wood with AD always, but holy shit, he looks unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, that two and ten start. Not so much, uh, but that eight two run that they've had going recently. Yes, he looks like that guy that he didn't want to be. That the, the the guy who got started this season was that same guy the last couple of years where he wasn't the number one guy. Obviously, has to stay healthy. Uh, he has put the, the pressure upon himself, and he also 
is uh, maybe just gearing up for the second part of this season. Maybe he just didn't come out the gate and want to be an 82-game guy. Maybe he was we were slowly doing it. That's a Braun thing. We were sitting where he thing. shot like three times in a second half, and we are like, yeah. what's going on? He is that on him? Is that on him? Is that on the players not getting on the ball? Yeah, what is it? That was probably, probably chill mode. Him and Braun know how to pace themselves. And I know we've sort of already said that the Lakers season is done, but in the Western Conference, it isn't if you go on a run. And they're only five and a half back of first, even if they're in 12th, mm-hmm. which is weird to say. Uh, yeah. The December schedule is ridiculously yeah. tough for yeah. them. Yeah. But if they can beat the Milwaukee Bucks up against that great defense, it, it really, <clears throat> they need threes to go down, and it's happening uh, at, at times. So AD is getting MVP chance. <laughs> he deserves them right that now. Was a heavy Lakers crowd there in Washington. It sounded like. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes. Oh my god! The that cheers for Braun. That was wild, yeah. and it was pretty fun. You know, the dunks back and forth. Yep. It, a really fun weekend for the Lakers. I'm eating crow. We're eating crow here, saying their season is done, or have haven't already said their season is done. It ain't over. Uh, Ad's just got to keep it going, and he wants to be in the All Star game. Well, you should give some crow back because you were very early in the season uh, pretty adamant about Westbrook should be coming off the bench, and that is the role for him as long as Ham can get through to him to, like, take that uh, responsibility. working well. He's been amazing off the bench. I think he's the favorite to win sixth man of the year suddenly. Now, I know that's a Lakers-Westbrook sort of bump there with the, they want you to bet on it, but uh, he has been great. I think he's been pretty instrumental in this AD run, too, like... Russ, when he's out there with him, of course, focusing on getting him the ball. Like, let it go through him. Nobody can stop him. 99 points over the weekend? Yeah. Jesus. Grand, uh, Grand Theft Alvarado is going to steal that sixth man mm, trophy whoa, from whoa, him. He's whoa, getting whoa. votes. Whoa, he's got to get votes. And Malik Guaranteed. Monk's been damn good for the Kings, too. He what should be in consideration. Guy? Yeah, what about this what guy? About this quick guy? trivia. Quick trivia. Yeah. Sorry. That, well, that's a good video. What about this well, guy? No, Malik Monk <laughs> holding the six man trophy, or Westbrook holding the six man trophy. Grand Theft Alvarado comes out Ooh, of nowhere. Steals I it. Like that. Steals oh, yeah, it. Like yeah, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matherin, yeah, yep. for sure. Okay. You uh, can steal it from anybody. Really. Quick trivia. Uh, I couldn't believe this from Statitudes. AD has recorded <laughs> at least 25 points, 10 boards, and a field goal percentage of 50% in each of his last nine games. That's the run he's been on 25 10 plus 50% from the floor. Only one other player. Over the last 50 NBA seasons, has produced a longer streak. Only one. Who is it? Giannis. Nope. Diggity Dwight. Nope. Carl Malone. Nope. Tim Duncan. Nope. But you're getting closer, I'd say, with the player of caliber of a Tim Duncan. So just say the next awesome big guy from the David Robinson. No, not the team. I didn't mean that. Didn't mean to steer you in the wrong direction. Shaq. Shaq. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. 2000, 2001. He did it 11 straight games. AD's got a chance to like potentially surpass that. He's got to go for 25 and 10 and shoot over 50% in the next couple of games at a time and then three to beat him. Crazy. Also, he was the first Laker to have back-to-back 40-point games since Kobe in 2013. That, mm-hmm. that was a surprising stat yeah. to me. You would think LeBron may have done it at some point or that Kobe would have done it at some point in the last three seasons of his career. He didn't retire until 2016. Nonetheless... If you're getting Lakers records, they've had some serious <laughs> yeah. teams there. So great stuff from AD. The question is... Actually, I guess it's probably my opinion, now that I'm thinking about it. Better than the bubble, because in the bubble, it was awesome. He was shooting jumpers, he was knocked down from outside, but this is like all layups and floaters and dunks. The guy's playing the five like everybody's been asking for his entire career, and guess what? It's working. Yeah, yeah. Like, the good good example in the Wizards game was when he misses inside, gets the rebound, and then, like, goes up ferociously and dunks on, like, two Wizards yeah. players. Like, he puts two guys on a poster. So he's playing inside for sure. All right, let's keep it going here. Winner of the weekend, 
Jimmy Butler for coming back to the Miami Get Heat. Back. I mean, you said the Lakers-Bucks game on Friday night was awesome. It was. And at the exact same time, the Celtics-Heat game was a banger, too. This yep. one going to overtime. But Jimmy Butler returned to the Heat lineup uh, after missing seven games with a sore right knee. And they needed him. And, man, did he deliver. Like, 25 points, 15 boards, three assists, and 36 minutes for Jimmy. And they survived a miraculous shot from Jalen Brown at the end of regulation. Oh, Just yeah. an incredible heave that went off the glass and went in and got them to overtime. But in the end, he pulled it out, 120-116. And Butler was just like, it's just so, like, I, I, you know, we always have, like, the all-star debates and, like, all-NBA team debates. And Jimmy misses a good chunk of time, so he's never, like, you're always like, damn, he's good. But, like, ah, he's missed too much, so he can't be there, whatever. But then you see him play, and you're reminded, like, when he has, like, a five-minute stretch, and you're just like, this guy's one of the best basketball players in the world. Like, he really is. And this is a perfect example. He hit back-to-back baskets late in regulation. Uh, first off, an uh, assist from Kyle Lowry. And then the second one, I- I'm sure you guys saw this, special where he got Horford switched on him. He drove baseline like he was <laughs> Steve Nash, kept his dribble alive, and just kept circling. And then, like, in it, like and just circled around to around the free throw line, rose up, all in one motion, super high fadeaway jumper, Splashed it, and that put them up. Put them up three until Jalen Brown hit his crazy shot there to put them in overtime. Um, just a unbelievable make. And then he hit another uh, jumper in overtime that sort of like sealed the deal for Miami. It's just I, I guess it's just I'm just reminded when he does come back and he just again he just takes over a game. He can do it offensively and defensively, and you're like, oh, God, yeah, this guy is like this guy's all NBA. No if, doubt. if he played 82 games, it's a lock, but because he misses chunks of time, then he, he sometimes misses out on these teams. He's a great tough shot maker, and you God. saw in overtime or in the fourth quarter, the one on Horford is crazy. crazy, and then the overtime jumper he hit, very similar as well. He's got such a wide base on his jumper that it's kind of hard to get a perfect contest on it, but... Man, what a performance he had here. 25 points, 12 of 21 from the field. Only made one free throw. Like a lot of Jimmy's most efficient scoring nights, he's getting to the free throw line 10 times and making 10 of them. Uh, This was just all two-point makes. Incredible. Yeah, and they're 11 and 12, Miami are. Uh, So they're down there in the standings. But they have a pretty soft schedule coming up here. I think the Heat are going to like you know, rip off one of these six out of seven or seven out of eight. They play the Grizzlies okay tonight. That's a tough one, obviously, in Memphis. But then they have the Pistons, the Clippers, you know, who knows if PG and Kawhi are playing, the Spurs. They're in Indiana. They're in OKC. They're in Houston. They're in San Antonio. They got the Bulls. The Pacers again, the Wolves. That's a lot of, like, winnable games if Miami has these guys back. So I I think, uh, I guess my point is I, I would expect Miami to start creeping up the Eastern Conference standings here with the schedule getting a little bit easier and their guys coming back. Come on back, yeah, Jimmy. I think so. I think so. Uh, all right, let's do another round. Why not? Another round of winners. Positive on Mondays. Yeah. I'll go with a, a very odd one, a different type of winner. I think Alex Caruso, the Chicago Bulls, and Warriors head coach Steve Kerr, both co-winners of the weekend. Friday night, Bulls in Golden State. Golden State took care of the Bulls. No problem. After the game, Steve Kerr, had an extended chat with Alex Caruso. They're chitty, chatty. And uh, it's clear, after doing some lip reading, I I think the entire world knows uh, that Steve Kerr said to Alex Caruso, I'd love to have you, man. I'd love to have you, man. Uh, over and over and over again. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't loop himself like you're watching on YouTube. I did <laughs> Just that. Kept saying it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but I think they're both winners. Number one, Steve Kerr getting around the tampering rules. Like he didn't. He didn't do a Magic Johnson on Jimmy Kimmel and say, "Hey, uh, we want you on our team, Paul George." He just said it in his ear. 
smart. Uh, second, Alex Caruso. You had the head coach of a guy who's won four ships in the last eight years telling you he loves you and what you do on the basketball floor. We were courtside, just like you were at a college Skyhawks game, College Park Skyhawks game. We were courtside for Alex Caruso trying to make this league in summer league, barely making this league for the Lakers. And he had a chance in Vegas there, sure. But those were chances to try and get him in the league. And now this dude uh, is... He, he's a lock in this league for a long time. So I just just going back to that, I, just huge to have all that love and support and uh, guys who want to trade for you. Uh, so what's, at, what's at all the times. deal? What's the move? Have you fired up the trade machine? Well, there's lots. There, <laughs> there's plenty. Uh, uh, Kevin O'Connor threw out immediately the Alex Caruso for James Wiseman, who says no. Bulls. Come on. Okay. Well, Wiseman is not in the NBA. <laughs> well, if they're trying to be good for a long time i could see that happening. Well, if they're trying to tank they should get wiseman yeah well yeah if you want to win right now yeah caruso is the guy but do you want to be sub 500 for years or do you want to look to the future wiseman ain't bringing them back i think steve kerr's recruiting him for team usa personally yeah, that's possible yeah it's going to get to that wow. as well yep. <laughs> yeah yeah def- definitely makes sense oh mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. <laughs> caruso man yeah uh, he's like they well if he's not, yeah, trying to get him to the Warriors. He's, yeah, like, he's looking for, like, a Gary Payton, the second replacement. He's like, oh, damn, we'd love to have you on this team. Slot you in. Try and win us another chip uh, well, with yeah. your help. And they could have signed Gary Payton the second. And they could have signed yeah. those guys, but they decided not to. It was more just a, hey, you're an awesome guy, man. <laughs> you're, <laughs> a good guy. I, I don't necessarily think he's trying to get him, but it was a cool moment for, for him, I, I think. And just trying to give the Bulls some love because they stink, you know. <laughs> haven't beat the Warriors since 2017. Ooh, that's a long time. Holy well, crap. I mean, the Warriors have been like the best. I guess team they only play them twice. Dude. They only yeah. play them twice. Ten, eleven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think they have a good record against the uh, second team they lost to too, and the uh, in the team? Kings, right? I think the Kings have a decent record against the Bulls. Oddly, in the this last is, couple of years, it's gonna be a shock. But the Bulls have a pretty bad record against a lot of teams from 2017 on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you got for another winner? Let's keep it going. It ain't the Bulls. No. But I did mention on our Western Conference surprises last week. We rarely talk about the Memphis Grizzlies and how they used to be a winner every weekend last season. Guess what? They're a winner this weekend. Friday, beat the Sixers. Sunday, beat the Pistons. A couple of different levels of opponent, a couple of different kinds of games, and a couple of different kinds of game balls. Or if I were running this show, big hats. I would be giving these guys the big hat at the end of the day. Big hat versus the Sixers. Jaron Jackson Jr., 22 points, a couple of threes, nine rebounds, and four blocks, including a game saver, almost Lafonso Ellis-esque snatch block on a Joel Embiid dunk late in the fourth quarter. This was one of his best games since returning. Still fouled a little bit, but his defense, his shot making, his ability to just dink and dump inside has been really good for the Grizzlies. The Sunday big hat, though, goes to John Morant. 33 points, 10 assists, 21 points in the third quarter. Kind of surprised to hear that that's his career high for a quarter. Seemed like he would have had a 25 or a 30-point quarter even. Nonetheless, a highlight festival for this one. He somehow hit two... It felt like buzzer beater shots on a two for one in the third quarter. They were both incredible. Dylan Brooks, pretty solid in both of these. He did have a hilarious seven for 20 line, but all good. The bench was pretty good in both of these. They've been up and down, I think, so far this season, but a nice bounce back weekend after a stinker versus Minnesota uh, last week. And I'm even willing to throw in Saturday as a winner for Memphis as well, because when Memphis scored against Team USA in the World Cup. Yeah. 
He hit the finger selling. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I knew it was over for US. <laughs> They're doing other bands on us? Game over. Nice weekend for Memphis, though. Any thoughts on the Grizzlies? Yeah, get back Desmond Bain. We don't need Dylan Brooks shooting all the shots. Uh, that would be very, very nice for them. But, yeah, their depth coming through. And the Selly coming through. <laughs> mm. uh, I wanted to give a winner of the weekend to a team that I thought desperately needed it, and it was the Portland Trailblazers. Because uh, headed into the uh, weekend action, Portland had lost seven of their last eight uh, with that only win coming in overtime against the Knicks. So it had been a bad, bad run here. But they took care of business. Uh they went and win one, excuse me, in Utah on Saturday night, and then they turned around, flew home, and took care of uh, the Indiana Pacers on Sunday, who were without Tyrese Halliburton, so they were a little short-staffed. But Saturday, Anthony Simons, career-high 45 points. Whew. From the opening minute, I don't know if you saw this, this guy was like yeah. just attacking the Utah Jazz. Scored 23 points in the first quarter, 8-10 shooting, 5-7 threes. Uh, they switched up a little bit their defense. They kept going under and stuff like that, letting them walk into three-point shots. But eventually, they started throwing some doubles at him. He moved the ball. And it was a close game. And then he made a game-saving uh, sort of defensive play. Uh, a little dicey on Jordan Clarkson. It was a three-point game. And he did the old, like, swipe down on it. Uh, you know, you can get yourself in trouble. Obviously put the guy at the line, but it was a, a clean swat. And uh, Clarkson then, like, kicked it out. So the Blazers won. So that was a big win. And then on Sunday, Damian Lillard returned to the lineup. 21 points, 6 assists. Um, he had missed a decent chunk of time here. Blazers lights out from 3 again. 17 of 40 as a team. And that ball was zipping around against the Pacers. Uh, 32 assists on 42 made field goals. So, Simon's awesome on Saturday, Lillard back on Sunday, and then the glue guy of it all, Jeremy Grant, put him in the All-Star game. He averaged 30 and a half points per game over the weekend. Just, uh, you know, just going about his business. He didn't do a lot else. <laughs> when you check his box score, it's like, not a lot of rebounds, not a lot of assists. I don't even think he had a steal or a block on the weekend, but who cares when you're scoring like that? So, uh, I think the Blazers really needed, not only Lillard back, but to like, just get some of these wins against teams, you know, in the Jazz, at least, that are, like, right around them in the standings. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they want a tight, very, very tight game again without Lillard. I know they are 3-7 yep. and seven here in their last 10. But zoom out, it doesn't feel that way, even if you know the record says that they're 3-7 and seven after starting so hot. They're 13-11, so it doesn't feel great to be that bad in their last 10 at the same time. Dame is back, and I'm sure they were cautious this time bringing him back. Right. And it was still even a little surprising when – he was announced that he was playing on Sunday because he was questionable. So that's a great sign. And again, zoom out 24 games in to be a couple games above 500. Very good. They feel great. Uh, same thing with this team. The Kings, little mini winner of the weekend. They've won three straight after they lost three straight. So that's good. They've bounced back here. They beat the Clippers and the Bulls over the weekend. Sabonis was a, a monster there on Sunday. 11 points. He only shot four times. <laughs> yeah. But 17 rebounds and 10 assists. Again, a lot of stuff goes through him. And they had seven guys, including all five starters, scoring double digits. They're showing off their depth as well. I think the Kings have been really, really solid in that department. Um, and I thought that this win over the Bulls, especially after beating the Clippers, it's like these were these were games that the Kings would lose, <laughs> you know, in, yep. in, in previous years. Yep. Uh, they would just have a letdown. And they're not doing that now. So that that's good. Like, these are teams, like, they should have beat the Pacers. They should have beat a depleted Clippers team. They should have beat the Bulls. And... They did. So, oh my God, light the beam, keep it lit. And Malik Monk, we slipped him in there already. Another 20 points off the bench, five assists, two steals. Game changer in this game, like exactly what you want from a six man. Really sparked them uh, after, uh, you know, he, he, he goes slotted in there. Greg proposed a nickname, though, for Malik Monk. Like an absolutely Greg. horrible nickname. G, um, G Wiz, uh, you guys know him on Twitter. 
<laughs> I propose the nickname. <laughs> I'm laughing before I can even say it. Moncrowave. <laughs> Instead of microwave, Vinny Johnson. He's the Malik Moncrowave. So bad it's good or so bad it's horrible. Written, I think. It, I think it's very passable in a written it form. It looks funny, Moncrowave. Yeah. Moncrowave. As soon as you say it, yeah, you no, want to good. trash it. Yeah, I no. think it's better to say Malikrowave. Oh, interesting. Moncrowave <laughs> better written. Malikrowave better to say. Mm. But he was incredible. Bulls turned the ball over eleven times in the second quarter of this game. That was when the game was yep. lost. Yep. And uh, Malik was in there, and uh, he threw a he threw a couple. He's got some sneaky dunks. In he his arsenal, up, right? You think he had, he had just a crazy a one where he like went up for yeah. a dunk. There was a nice challenge at the rim. Yeah, he brought, brought it, down it down and got it all the way back up again. Yeah, so that was nice. Uh, so uh, a winner of the weekend of the Kings. And final one here. You slipped it in, Tass. College Park Skyhawks. I want to give them a winner of the weekend. Have me down to a game on Sunday. Me, my buddy Grish, Nora, my god kids there, Andreas and Zara. And uh, I had a blast. This is my first G League game I've ever taken in. And... It is fun as hell, man, because it's an intimate arena, at least here in College Park, which is like down by the airport here in Atlanta. But if you are a basketball sicko, get yourself out to a G League if you're close, because a G League game, because chances are you're going to be able to sit close. And these guys are guys that were in the NBA, or are going to be in the NBA. Like, the athleticism is still next level. Uh, and I had a lot of fun watching Denzel Valentine versus Langston Galloway, like going one on one. Brandon Williams, remember he played for the Blazers for a little bit. Yeah. You know he's on the Hawks team. I think he will. He'll get a call up at some point. He he can score. Chris Silva, if you remember, played for the Heat. He's oh, sure. on this team. There's there's like if you are a true basketball sicko, there's a bunch of guys you're gonna realize or recognize. And uh, man, I had a, I had so much fun. And the G League game, it moves with a pace test. <laughs> Ooh, a nice pace to the games because I had forgotten about the one free throw rule. You get fouled, you know, and you go to the line to shoot two in the NBA. Now nah, you just shoot one. You shoot one in the G League game, let's go. You hit it two points, nope, zero. Mm. It speeds it up. It actually, you're just like, you know, this is less like just people standing around watching free throws. Lee Ellis' worst nightmare, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I loved it. Mm. So, College Park Skyhawks, uh, get yourself out to a G League game if you can. Uh, you know, it's affordable, too, if you've got a family. And I think if you have young kids, go to a G League game instead of an NBA game. Affordability, huge part. And then, like, your kids ain't really going to care really who they're, in fact, seeing. But if they're so close, it's like they can't take their eyes off the yeah. game. So yeah. there's that part as well. So uh, I had a blast. What if there's a rolling ball towards them and somebody comes diving into well, the stands? Well, we had one pass get zipped over to us sitting courtside there. And I forget who it was that caught it. But uh, Nora was like, well, that would have decapitated one of the kids. <laughs> like, it was, it came firing in. And we were telling them, like, you got to, like, not be – like, not that they have phones, but, like – you can't be on you your gotta, phone sitting there. You gotta close. tell our buddy Grish to get off yeah, his phone and right. be ready to protect his kids. Yeah, that's right. In case Langston Galloway comes rolling through. You gotta be careful, man. You're sitting close. In fact, I was like, you know, you get comfortable. I'm leaning back. And I'm like, I felt bad a couple times. I'm like, I'm getting pretty close to tripping a ref here. Don't feel bad. Well, you're not far from it. Uh, so uh, Ref's fine. Bring them back in. <laughs> there's enough fine. There's enough room. They can, go, they can go around you, but uh, I had so much fun. We got to go. We got to get the whole No Dunks team out there. No doubt. For sure. And especially if uh, if Scoot's playing for the Ignite. Scoot. Yeah. I'd love to see Scoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There you go. Winners of the weekend. Look at that. Talking G League. Uh, let's take our first break. When we come back, losers of the NBA weekend. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Banksa, is that the guy that does the uh, podcast with Kevin Durant? I thought it was the guy that did the streetwear. Yeah, the paintings. I thought Uh, thought he dropped salt with a Banksa. Oh, that's another guy. I thought he was the former editor-in-chief of Slam Magazine. Russ Banksa. Oh, Oh, I thought thought it was... was uh, (laughs) (laughs) You go, you go. The head of SB Nation, Jim Banksy. Oh, I thought it was uh, former Cubs great Ernie Banksa. (laughs) This is nice. A few uh, comments here in the stream team. Uh, Jump Shoot was asking, was that a beer under Skeet's chair at the G League game? Yes, it was. Is that all right with you? Jump Shoot, Sunday afternoon beer, may I? There it is. Uh, also, a nice couple back. nice people, nice comments. Everybody looking uh, everybody looking great, somebody said in this photo. but Yeah, you guys were happy. Yeah, we were happy. We were pumped. <laughs> uh, Roberto says, oh my God, I go to Legends games here in Dallas. It's amazing. You can, you can sit floor side for $26. That's what I'm talking about. It's a good deal. It's incredible. Uh, the Black Basketball Channel with Zen Master uh, asked, imagine the pressure of a tie game and a foul call with one free throw. I wanted to clarify. It does change, I believe, in the final maybe two minutes where you're back to normal. Ah. Two free throws. But for a majority of the game, it's either final five or final two. But anyway, it changes in the end, so you do get two free throws. And uh, yeah, that's about it. There was something else. Oh, people saying, is that is that my buddy Grish, your buddy Grish, our buddy Grish? <laughs> Who's yeah. Buddy Grish is it? It's everybody's. Well, yeah, we always say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, Listen. Yeah. People. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna like get setting it up for listen. I'm gonna say something important here, but you're no. just you're just giving advice. Yeah. Podcast listening advice. What do you think I was going to say? You're like, like uh, listen. Yeah, that's him. You be, know what he looks like. You've <laughs> seen him, but you were just saying strictly listen, listen. with your ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's him. Let's get to losers of the NBA weekend. We usually don't take as long with this because we like to do a couple rounds of winners. But, uh, Tass, why don't you get us started? Oh, this one's going to take a while, Skeets. No, it won't. But a bit of a buzzkill for the Atlanta Hawks this weekend. Friday night, they beat the Denver Nuggets without Trey Young. A a nice, inspiring win for the locker room. Yeah. Everybody feeling good, beating a a tough Nuggets team. Then the story comes out from the athletic Sham Sharanya as to why Trey Young wasn't playing mm-hmm. Friday against the Nuggets. Surprising. Friday, Trey wasn't participating in shoot-around, getting his shoulder worked on instead. Head coach Nate McMillan approached him and said, hey, participate in shoot-around, and then get your shoulder worked on afterward. Trey said, nah, doing it now. I'll miss shoot-around. And then Nate took the old-school approach, according to Shams reporting, if you're choosing not to participate now, you're either coming off the bench or you're not showing up to the arena tonight. And Trey chose the latter. And the team reported he was out with right shoulder mm-hmm, soreness mm-hmm. that night. So on Sunday, McMillan told reporters that Young did not play to due to a miscommunication. 
So is that sort of walking it back a little bit? I, I suppose. I don't know. Young participated fully. It's weird calling Trey just young. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I had it in my notes, so I went with it. But anyways, Trey participated fully on Sunday and will return tonight, Monday, against OKC. But this rift goes deeper than that one incident of Coach over top of him on the uh, massage table there. Because, look, Shams wrote, quote, League sources say the team is managing simmering issues between its head coach and star player. And, quote, the Hawks have held multiple team meetings early this season to resolve various conflicts. That's deep. Mm. Deeper than anyone knew that they've had multiple team meetings. There really hasn't been a a verbal or, or, sorry, a public rift since... Trey had it out with John Collins last season or the Lloyd Pierce prior season to that. So this year felt has felt clean, even though there's been up and down with the team on the court. Yeah. They have been extremely up and down. So this is bad news. Is it just it doesn't feel like this is just two heads butting and that's it. Um and, and so yeah, it's deeper than that. It has to be. I mean Shams Shams basically lays it out. How how deep do you think this is, Trey? How how problematic do you think it is? Uh, I think it's probably going to spell the end of Nate McMillan's tenure uh, with the Atlanta Hawks here and not too long just because it's tough to win a beef with the franchise player. But it was pretty weird on Friday. I was there. It was surprising to me that Trey was going to be missing the game. First of all, kind of came out of nowhere. He played in the Hawks previous game, but, you know, guys missed time, whatever. But then I was looking for him on the bench. I was like, where is he? He's nowhere. Yeah. He just didn't show up to the arena. That's a bad look, especially considering part of the reason Lloyd Pierce was fired in the first place was butting heads with Trey Young. I think it's interesting, though, uh, that Shams and Sam are reporting that the Hawks want to stick with Nate McMillan because they're having a decent start to the season right now. You know, they're fourth in the Eastern Conference. We have talked a lot of it, though, or a lot about um, how Trey's been struggling this season, and obviously something's been wearing on him. He's not liking the way... The team is playing. You could read into some tea leaves uh, with DeJounte Murray's postgame interview on Friday. The Hawks played incredible on Friday. Great game from Jalen Johnson. Great game from A.J. Griffin. DeJounte was great in the fourth quarter as well. And afterwards, basically everybody was saying everybody eats. It felt very similar to when John Wall went out with injury with the Wizards years and years ago. And suddenly they started putting up all kinds of crazy assist numbers. Things are not perfect with the Hawks, but I think... They're winning enough right now that they're going to hope this blows over. But, you know, if they hit a losing streak or something else bubbles up to the surface, it won't be long for Nate because he ain't going to win this battle, I don't think. No. You think they'll side with the guy they gave $210 million to? I do believe they will. Yeah. It's it's interesting about the DeJounte Murray, like, everybody sort of eats comments. Um, When you can, like, who they're talking about in Trey Young, who is, like, what, top two, three still in the league in assists per game. It's not like he is a ball hog. But I do think in watching a lot of Hawks games, especially when he's struggling with his shot right now, Trey Young goes for the home run three-pointer way too many times in a game. <laughs> and I don't mean oh, late in games. I mean in any quarters where it's like he just like – he feels like he's due. He feels a little bit of light. And I get it. Like you want him to like be free and loose like a Steph Curry-like. But there are so many times where you're like, what? Oh, that's a bad shot. That's just a straight-up bad shot. You can get a better one. But he is a playmaker. I think with the Nate McMillan – you know, and this beef, whatever you want to call it. He has he has until the calendar year to make sure they're still winning games and they're still, like, in the mix here in the Eastern Conference. Because if they don't win, they're, like, a good chunk of their next 13 games, they have an easy schedule. 
to end the season. Like they have a lot of winnable games against teams like the Magic and the Hornets and you know, sorry, but the Bulls in there and the Pistons are in there and the Pacers, you know, you should be able to beat a team like that if you're the Hawks. Even the Nets and Knicks and stuff like that. A lot of winnable games. But if they hit a stretch here and this boils up and there's frustration, whatever, then Nate McMillan will be gone early 2023 like he will just be fired and somebody will slide over or they'll get somebody else but um they should have a good record is i guess what i'm getting at like they should be top four in the eastern conference by 2023 i think when you look at the teams they play but we'll see and they currently are as as we said they are top four there but their effort level has been a roller coaster this season as we've said watching them quarter to quarter and it's so inconsistent yeah and it's understandable if the locker room isn't together I can understand how the rest of the roster doesn't sort of fill in behind Trey and DeJounte Murray if they know that their lead guy is buttonheads pretty regularly, it sure feels like, with Nate McMillan. If if he if they know, even if there isn't buttonheads, that Trey isn't fully behind the head coach. How can that locker room be flowing all the time? So that's probably why we've seen an up-and-down effort. But I totally agree. Nate's Nate's job that's on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be the second coach that's Gonzo uh, with Trey Young, button heads with him. Do you, I mean, I know we're only going off the report, but do you think Nate McMillan had a point here, though, with Trey Young and like how he was approaching the rehab with the shoot around and like, are you going to be there not or really? not? No. I think he's kind of overstepping his bounds. I don't think coaches are usually involved in the injury prevention and recovery. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably, he's probably a little bit over the line saying you got to come to shoot around and then. You can go get treatment during walkthrough. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. I, I think this is – Nate McMillan was a hard-nosed player yes. in the NBA, and I think it's a little bit of like – he didn't miss a lot of games from what I can remember, you know. He, he couldn't because he's not a star like Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wonder if there's a bit of like, come on. He's thinking now. He's – you know, he's like, come on. You know, man – he's like literally man up here. Get out here. But that's not how you – in today's NBA – how you generally deal with your stars. But it feels like the Especially shoulder, if you don't have a good relationship. It feels like regardless of the timing – whether or not when he was getting his shoulder worked on like his shoulder was fine <laughs> when it comes down to it like he can get his shoulder worked on uh, right, but, right, yeah. but he played in the previous game is playing tonight I just don't like it I just don't like it yeah I guess he wanted him out there for shoot around Trey said nah thanks shoot around we're talking about shoot around. Oh, uh, it felt that way reading it. Like, come on, right? I don't need to like. Do why that. is this important? Yeah, like, let me just get my shoulder worked on here. And but he and wants. It's like, no, we're not doing it. That way. he just got. He was a little stubborn. Yeah. But me, but to me, that you're right, Tass. Like, that's that's like build up. Yeah. That doesn't just happen just like that. That's like months, if not maybe even longer, of like, yeah, disagreeing on how they're running things or how they're getting shots or whatever it is, how they're just going about being a professional even. That's when that builds up and then you sort of snap. Well, okay, then don't show up or you're coming off the bench, right? Yep. Like an ultimatum. And then they tried to bury it on Sunday and the Hawks did a good job of burying their John Collins, Trey Young riffs a couple of years ago. You remember yeah. that? It felt like the end then of Trey and John Collins. They buried it. They went on to a playoff run. So maybe they can do it again. TK, who you got for a loser of the weekend? I think Greg Popovich was right that the Spurs aren't going to win the title. (laughs) Two losses over the weekend, now 11 straight L's for San Antonio. Mm. It's the worst losing streak of Popovich's career, though he wasn't around for these ones uh, due to some medical concerns. But it's the second worst losing streak in Spurs history. The 11th loss was a particularly bad one. Lost by 38 to the Suns on Sunday. 
kind of expected the best team in the conference versus the worst team in the conference who happened to be missing four of their top eight players. Pointless to really break down the X's and O's of the Spurs, but they're clearly missing Jakob Pertl a lot. 54 combined points for DeAndre Ayton, Dario Saric, and Jock Landale on Sunday. Zion, like we talked about, went for 30 on 9 of 14 shooting, and Valanchunas had 21 on 8 of 11 in the loss on Friday. They got no defense, period, and strictly no defense inside when Pertl's gone. So they've lost 16 of the last 17 the Spurs have. Snuck in a win against the resting Bucks, which is pretty hilarious to look at uh, when we're going back through the season. But they're now two losses from their all-time worst streak, which was back in 1989. They don't play until Thursday. They've got Houston. That's a chance for a win right there. <laughs> After that, it goes Miami, Cleveland, Portland, Miami. So I'm thinking a must win on Thursday for the Spurs. <laughs> Otherwise, we might be looking at the worst Spurs team in history here. So... You guys watching that Spurs game on Thursday? Spurs Rockets? There's only three games on. Oh, well, yeah. Just three games. Dabble a little bit. <laughs> That's a true sicko test right there. <laughs> Six wins versus five wins. Yeah, yeah. at least the Rockets, as for we the talked Spurs. about, are entertaining. Uh, yeah, this is... Look, they started so strong, too. I was uh, I was doing victory laps here in the Classic <laughs> Factor. I, I told you not to bet the under on the Spurs. This is Greg Popovich, man. They're going to easily squeak out you know 25 wins, whatever their low over-under was. And uh, not so sure now after losing 16 to 17, um, they're, they're gonna they're gonna have a good old chance at uh, Wembenyama here. Yep. It's actually impressive how badly they're being beaten uh, by. They're a minus 12 in the point differential wow. category, so an average of 12 points they get beat by over the the course of 24 games here. The next team, the next bat, worst team uh, in the Western Conference is the Rockets, under seven. So that's a that's a pretty that's that's a pretty big margin. Yeah. Um, and those are the only two bad teams in the Western Conference, really, because the Thunder are fairly solid at the 13th spot. Uh, it's, a, it's a great conference, and then we'll see the other two teams battle it out on Thursday. <laughs> mm, bad news for the Spurs fans. I just did a good old tankathon draft lottery simulator. <laughs> Clicked it. Spurs fell to fifth. They're getting the fifth pick. Congratulations to the Pistons on the number one pick. Magic second, Hornets third. OKC jumping up there into fourth. <laughs> well, the good thing is Rusty. that their team is completely unwatchable and they're getting destroyed in every single game. But if they're going to get the fifth pick, it's totally <laughs> Somehow they're worse than the tanking Thunder teams that we've seen in the past couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. Which is almost impressive to yep. be worse than them. Uh, a couple other uh, mini losers of the weekend, if you want to call them that. I think we have the clip here, but Rudy Gobert ejected for tripping John Schumann's guy. Kenrich Williams. Uh, Gobert ejected in the first half of an eventual loss after, you know, he purposely tripped Williams. Yeah, look. Williams scored on the floater at the rim. They, They sort of all fell. Gobert pissed off about that, and he just, like, swept the leg. And uh, down goes Williams, and then he got up. A little brief scuffle ensued. Nothing too serious after the trip. But Gobert assessed a flagrant two foul. Thrown out. His fifth ejection. Uh, first as a wolf. And uh, oh. Williams got a tech there as well. But, I, I, I mean, this was this is bad. I mean, Gobert lost his temper. I, I think, I don't know. You, I guess you could argue, is that enough to, to warrant an ejection? Yeah, okay. But the officiating in this game was butt. I mean, it was brutal. Did you see there was a, an egregious charging call on Anthony Edwards sort of late in this game? Should have been overturned, and it, it somehow wasn't. Uh, wild, wild call. Yes. But the Wolves lost their composure. They had five technical fouls, and they needed Gobert. You're playing OKC. This is a small front line. 
He could have done work. And you know why I know that? He was killing it before he got tossed. And Nas Reed came in and put up a monster line. You know, admirable job by Nas Reed. He had 18 rebounds, 13 points, uh, four blocks. But the Wolves also allowed OKC to shoot, you know, 52% from the field and 66 points in the paint. That's probably not happening if Gobert is playing in this game. They obviously don't have Cat. So he, you know, he lost his temper and I think was a big reason why they lost that game. My, my gut says the Wolves' chances are much, much better uh, of pulling this victory out against OKC if Gobert's playing, and they need all the wins they can get. So got to give him a loser there. Temper boy. Got to give him a temper boy Big shirt. time temper boy. Yep. He's, a, he's a long-standing temper boy. I remember yeah. an ejection many moons ago with the Jazz when he just smacked a water bottle. Oh, he yeah. Smacked it so hard. Yeah, that was yeah. a great clip. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this is a pretty fair ejection. That was a tough fall. For Kenrich yeah, Williams, yeah. especially, I mean, you can tell he's running back up the court. He's not expecting it. Head over heels, uh, basically. Agree. But, I don't know, Timberwolves got to look themselves in the mirror pretty soon and start getting serious about their season. They needed Rudy's screen assist out there. Yeah, it really opens did. up some room for them. Uh, and you're right. It's not like, you can't even convince yourself it was accidental in the sense that he, like, mm. tripped him. Like, <laughs> he very no. much pretty bad. sweeps the legs home. Yeah, rightfully good, gone. Good for Kenrich. He was pretty cool under the collar there. He could have got he could have got way more mad. Cool, a little cool under the mullet. Yeah, he's got a cool mullet. He's got a crazy look. He does very unique uh, hairstyle there. Yeah, well, I said cool. You said crazy. You don't want to you don't want to call you a think mullet it's cool. cool? I... There's not too many cool mullets out there. Kenrich did it. He did it. He, uh, he could give Gordon Hayward some tips. Gordon Hayward's mullet. Not cool. Kenrich's cool. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's cool. He's been he's dedicated to. He's very dedicated. Years to. of that mullet. Uh, I want to give a mini loser of the weekend to the matinee LA Clippers uh, because they suffered their worst loss on Saturday to the Sacramento Beams. In fact, they were chanting "Light the Beam" in yes, LA. Yes. Wow. <laughs> uh, now Kawhi and Paul George they went through light practice apparently on Friday. They were upgraded to questionable for Saturday's game. They did not play. They're going on this road trip, but they did not play, and that sucks. There's no Luke Kennard for the Clippers. He's been out for a while. Norm Powell was out after uh, obviously having some big games last week. He's got a groin injury, I think, that he sustained in Portland there on Tuesday. And the Clippers just got hammered. 22 points they were down at the half. It was down to 31 at one point. Um, And like I said, they were chanting light the beam. Hollinger tweeted, and it had me thinking. I'm like, is he right? Hollinger tweeted, the Clippers have lost every daytime home game of the Kawhi PG era by at least 30 points. Prove me wrong. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that feels right, but that can't be. So I looked at the numbers. No way. Just Attitude. quickly. Just quickly. No way. Statitudes. John, John is uh, he's going off a little recency bias. <laughs> sure. But the Clippers have played four afternoon home games this season. Their record's one and three. So they beat the Pacers by 14 in one of their games, and they got spanked in the other three. Johnny's right here. Pelicans beat him by 21. Nets beat him by 15. Kings beat him by 27. And then if you go back the year prior, they played seven afternoon home games. But guess what? They went five and seven. So they had a decent record in those weird you said weekend. Seven. Five and two. Five, five and two. Two. Sorry, oh, okay, seven okay. games. Uh, but, 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 here's where Hollinger's memory is coming in here. The losses are spank jobs. Mm-hmm. So they win some of those games, but when they lose, they lose. They lost to the Warriors and the Grizzlies again by 15 points. This is last year. And then I think one more for good measure here. 2021, that season, they played six matinee home games. They went 3-3, three and three, but they lost one game to the Dallas Mavericks 
by a score of 124 to 73. It was just after Christmas. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I think this game. is what's happening with Hollander's memory. That's the Mandela effect. Yeah, I, too, I was buying in. I know, right? Yeah. But, they, you know, last year they won a decent amount of these games, either on Saturday or Sunday when they play, like, 12.30 or 1 o'clock starts there. But, anyway, they got embarrassed. They don't have their team. And, like, come on. Are these guys going to play? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I guess they are at some point on this road trip. I know they're playing the, ex- the very long game of have them healthy by the playoffs, but uh, rough, rough loss. I don't know if you have any thoughts on the matinee clips. They are playing the long game. They're playing the long John Hollinger Silver game. I get it. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch in the short term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, you don't need to. You can avoid uh, Clippers matinee games, even if they win some of these on the weekend. Uh, final loser of the weekend. I hate to do it, but I got it. The NBA app. I just had a... a um, a qualm about it that really drove me nuts. JD, you got a picture because, you know, this is Friday night. All these great games are on like we were talking about. I'm bouncing around like a loser on Friday night, sitting at home, taking in the basketball like a sicko. And I noticed they show you the score. You can turn that on and off. You can toggle that if you want. They don't show you what the time is in the game or even the quarter. So it's really annoying when you got a bunch of games going on and you're seeing some close scores, and you're like, ooh, I might, might jump over to see that one, like to see the finish of that one. But you don't know. I don't know, is it the third quarter? Is it late fourth? Like, with today's scores, you can't really tell anymore. So it's like, just put up a... You know what I would be happy with? Don't even tell me the exact time left in the quarter. Give me, like, early fourth, mid-fourth, like late actually, fourth. Yeah. Like, just mm-hmm. give me a ballpark mm-hmm. so I can save myself from clicking over, which is also a pain in the ass. Too many clicks to get to another game. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, it is a little too many clicks. Can I ask, what device are you watching on? Apple TV. That, yeah, yeah. that was the Apple TV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the way to do it. I, I too, watch on Apple TV. Don't you think that's that yeah. should be fixed? I think it should tell you that at least the I, score. I mean, uh, the time in the, I almost, in the game. I watch those games nightly on Apple TV. I almost don't believe that they don't have the time. <laughs> I, I want to see. I, I, I think, see. I oh, you think, think mine I, does. No, well, mine's no. Fire TV. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't uh, speak to this. can't get in the game here, yeah. I'm going to take a nice photo tonight. <laughs> All right, let me know. You I'm think gonna, I need to update something? I, maybe there's just a bug that night, or is it just... Because you're not... You think there would be the time there. You're right. I... Uh, I'm the same. I think I've seen quarters and times on be. mine. On well, it wasn't there, yeah. so maybe it was a bug. Maybe. I, I have off. been having – uh, look, the <laughs> NBA app, it's new you know, this year. I've been having a lot of success with it. Like, it's been working really well yeah. for me, like way better than years prior. I like it. And They got you know, it out I of see, Atlanta. Well, <laughs> <laughs> a little fine-tuning. I see some people, though, like it's still an issue for them, and I think it depends <laughs> on the platform, and I don't know if you're an Android or whatever, but like – I had now recently the bugs are coming. Yeah, it's like I suddenly couldn't watch a game the other night. I'm like, what's going on here? So anyway, no more bump Ocalinis in the road. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> been smooth sailing. What they need them, need, oh need them. Yeah. Stop, Stop yourself, man! Stop yourself. Anyway, gun for holy no. crap! Hey, they used to work on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They did. What yes. they need is a Scott. Every single time. Someone scores. Literally, I want to hear it. Three people are getting these references. Three people in addition to us are getting yeah, these references. Matty O, Jared, maybe if he's watching or listening. Kaplan. And, and Cap, yeah. Yep, that's that. it. Right. The app has been better. 
It has overall. Nice. Overall, it has been, but it's you more better enjoyable check. Experience. You, I better see a tweet from you tonight. Let me see if you got the, the time in these games. I'm 99 percent sure. I'm gonna set up the lights on the television to take a photo of my television. Like I am going to set up a glam shot. <laughs> glam shot of my Apple glam TV. Shot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't wait to look for that tweet at Tasmellis tonight on Twitter. You'll yeah. see that tonight, guys. Yeah, you you won't because you don't have it chronological. You only. Uh, have- yeah, I'll wake up in the morning and see that you did it for sure. Yeah. Ten days from now, I'll see it. That's weird. Uh, all right, we gotta take a final break. When we come back, pick them results from Friday night and tweet of the night, which is a great one. Don't go anywhere. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Sorry about that tap on the uh, shoulder there. I, I could hear your elbow grinding into the table. Like it was a, it wasn't a good angle. Is that how hard uh, rather than a stranger hit you? No, no, it was a kind. But I, the thing is, I, I, my elbow was on a table when he when he gave me the pat. <laughs> Elbow's free. Yeah. So, so I think it was just. It, it. it was a hard one. I'll move my elbow. Yeah. Now, try it. now I can. I can go hard. No problem. Yeah. No elbow on the table. I was expecting it before. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. There was grinding. Very scary. There was a bulbous thing going on. Like, you, you know, in your elbow, sometimes when you get a, like the Blake. <laughs> <My elbow bulbous? laughs> the Blake Griffin. You know, the Blake Griffin bulge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, like yeah. that. Don't no. like that at all. No. I got pointies. Yeah, I'm bony. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm bony M. <laughs> I heard you fired up that Christmas album. <laughs> oh, my Lord, I did. <laughs> it's a banger, right? Oh, yes. yeah. It's awesome, except for, well, actually, this is awesome about it, too. The first song on the record and the last song on the record, exact same song. Hmm. Okay. The Oh My Lord yeah. one. It's the best one. Yeah, so like, yeah. Yeah, roll it out there twice. <laughs> Why not? Is it an alternate mix? Or like I, a... couldn't t- I, I don't know. It's been so long since I heard the first one. By the time yeah. the last one came on, I thought it was a remix, but it didn't say remix. I don't know. It's not, I didn't know what to, what to expect when I got the Boney M tip. I couldn't believe that, you had never heard of yeah. Boney M Christmas the first time? Nora my told first them. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, like that's a staple <laughs> in our house. Absolutely. Yeah. Nora's convinced the best. Like Christmas album. I think, I, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, I co-signed that. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad you got it bumping in the house It's now. in the rotation now, for great. sure. Great, great, great. Uh, oh, I was going to ask you, uh, when did he tap you? Like, when you were leaving the voting booth? Like, did you guys, you obviously when voted he, around the same time. Tap after or tap when you're heading in? Like, thanks, When man. he left, when he left. 
he hmm. he departed just before me. Oh, okay. And he said, "What a what a moment we shared." Nice. What Exchange nice numbers? Out. Like no, no, no. I mean, it could have got. You there, could but... celebrate uh, a Warnock victory here coming uh, up. Go grab a beer. With I him. don't care. I don't care who he was going for. I don't know who he was going for. <laughs> true. I'm reaching across the aisle. <laughs> true, true. I am reaching true. across the aisle. True, it doesn't true. matter your stripe. Okay. We're all in the same boat. I helped him. I had no idea who he voted uh, for. Did what? I peek over his shoulder to check who if he was uh, if he was requesting a Democratic <laughs> or a Republican ballot? Maybe. Well, I'm going to judge him if he voted for Herschel Walker. Okay. Herschel Jr. Walker shows up on the ballot yeah, as a junior comes out of nowhere like a Boney Elm album. <laughs> Boney <Pick>. Elm. <laughs> hey, you have to ask for a specific party ballot? It's up to you. It's more about you can ask for a Democratic, Republican, or a nonpartisan. But it's more for the other elections rather than this one vote where we voted for yeah, one single person. Off. Fascinating. Yeah. Ah, pick it is results. Yeah, it is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Lakers Bucks game Friday night. It was one of the games of the year. Trey said it. Uh, Milwaukee was favored by eight and a half in that game. Maybe a little Chris Middleton bump on that one. You know, primetime bump. But the Lakers not only kept it close, they straight up won. That's happening a lot here, I've noticed in our pick 'em games. Not just covers. Straight ups. SUs. Uh, <laughs> Hit the SU on this one. Yeah, Trey had Milwaukee, though, so that's a loss for you. You're 0-2 in the month of December. Tass is perfect 2-0, and I uh, improved to 1-1. What's tonight's game? Down at State Farm Arena. Oh, yeah. I want to see how the Hawks respond after this report. Yeah. They're hosting OKC, favored by 5.5 points. Trey and I think they will handle the Thunder fine. Skeets, you got uh, OKC. Why? It was a tough Plus one. Plus five and a half for that. It was a tough one. Uh, man, trying to figure out the Atlanta Hawks is next to impossible. That's the honest truth. They, they'll win a couple games. They'll lose a couple games. They'll win a couple games. They'll lose a couple games. They'll look good one quarter. They'll look brutal in the next. Thunder are a good team. They're in a. It feels Absolutely. like they're in a lot of games. So maybe like even this is a, a Hawks win by two or three. You know, comes down to a final shot. But uh, yeah, I, I just can't figure out the Hawks. So I just swerved a little bit. I want to get down to this game tonight, I realized. I'd love to see SGA. Is he playing? Only so. chance would be tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I right. assume so. Yeah. We did get a message from somebody coming from out of town yeah, saying, that. hey, I'm going to be at the game tonight. He caught me by surprise that they were here, i got to be honest. It's too many games. Too many games on. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get... Oh, we got to get to alert? Do you want an alert when uh, OKC is coming to town? Do you want a Scott doing alert? Sure. I just saw Scott Doyne. Yeah. Great guy. So it's not a good Doyne. It's, it's not really a ding, but to me, in my head, I think it's Doyne. an alert. Yeah. But it's not an alert. Uh, anyway. Tw- tweet of the night. Let's do it. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Well, I wanted to apologize to uh, a fan of the show. I'm sure you've seen him tweet before. Jacob. Raguro, I believe his last name is. Oh, yeah, he tweets a lot uh, about our show, especially when we're talking or not talking about the Denver Nuggets. And he had what was going to be Tweet of the Night. It came through on Friday, but I liked it because he was like, you're not talking about Aaron Gordon and his all-star case enough. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we could do a little deep dive on that come Monday. But you know what, Jacob? <laughs> I'm sorry. Not anymore. At SI Now had to drop a video on Sunday night that had the internet buzzing. And that is... Uh. This video of Steph Curry. Mm. The, the tweet was, just finished a shoot with Steph Curry. This dude just can't miss. Again, from the official Sports Illustrated Twitter account, and we're showing it to you here if you're listening to the podcast, Steph Curry appearing to heave in 90-footers 
in a practice facility, and he's going to hit, eventually, five in a row. And look, the internet went nuts. Is this real? This can't possibly be real. Wait, it looks real. It's Steph Curry. If anybody could do this, it'd be Steph Curry. It's he one, celebrates it. It's so. one take, no edits, yeah. ball doesn't leave the yeah. frame. Yeah, yeah. And well. so I tweeted, like, I know this ain't real. I know this ain't real. <laughs> I know this ain't real. And then, like, is this real? Um, it's not real. I, I'm sorry to say that, but uh, I love that it's Steph Curry, and you have to be like, could he do it? Could he make you do it? Uh, could he make five in a row? But uh, what, a, what a clip. Well, well edited. It's from, I guess, the same guy that did the, was it Tom Brady throwing balls into the, um, uh, I don't know what you call that, the, the football machine that like releases them. Jugs. Is that what it's called? Jugs yeah. machine. Yeah, okay. I think it's the same guy that did that. Maybe the same guy that also did uh, this drone shot of Brady hitting a hole in one. This is his thing here. These, uh, It's like the old LeBron commercial back in the day where he was taking oh, yeah. jumpers from 90 feet. That was like a Gatorade commercial maybe or I don't know, Nike. Was, it, was sure. it Gatorade? Maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Um, Powerade. Whoa, Powerade. Powerade. Okay, there you go. <laughs> nice. But uh, this, this Steph Curry one, <laughs> I mean, it looks great. It looks incredible. And a small part of you wants to believe. That's the thing. That's the best part about it. Uh, exactly right. You could only do this with Steph and have people even consider the fact that it was real. Maybe just one toss would have been enough. If it was one toss and it went in, everybody's like, wow. Oh, I mean, yeah. oh believe it for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I would, Multiples. Uh, what about this? What about to make it more believable? The five shots, throw a miss in there. Throw, like, throw a miss in. Throw a miss in on the third or fourth one. Nobody's going to be – everyone's going to still go nuts, and then you're really going to believe it. A lot more, at least. You're going to be like, That's why would they point. leave a That's miss a good it? point. Mm-hmm. Should have thrown a clanker in there. You know, again, extremely well edited. You see all the balls that he already shot down there and stuff. It looks, looks good. That's great. Yeah. So I want to get your take on this. People were pissed off that this is, of course, a deep fake or whatever you want to call it. It's fake. That SI tweeted this. And then I think the Warriors maybe retweeted it as well. And people are pissed off in the sense like that 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 shouldn't be. <laughs> they're they're upset that like a, a real reputable. This isn't news. Yeah, yeah. That's like <laughs> that they would that they would share. It'd be one thing if No Dunk shared this or whoever like some silly fun account. Mm. But for SI, for the Warriors, you can't trust any single tweet from them ever again. <laughs> so I thought maybe this would be worse the week running. <laughs> What do you think? Uh, no, you can't trust anything. <laughs> you can't trust anything. Citizen CTA. journalism? Shut up. Nothing. <laughs> you can't trust anything. Uh, you literally can't. Okay. You, you have to do your. You have to do your. Oh God, I don't want to. No, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. What about the Dr Pepper challenge out there? Did you see the Dr Pepper challenge? <laughs> they gave him both money. I heard. Yeah, I was confused watching that live. You want to explain it for someone that doesn't well, know? So, well, you, you brought up the jugs, the NFL jugs, <laughs> and, and there was a college football competition. Yeah. Uh, two women were firing these footballs. They were doing chest passes. Yeah, they're allowed to do that for sure. They've done Smart. that for years. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's way more efficient. Yeah. And uh, so they're, they're firing it through these large holes, which are whatever they are, 30 feet away. And it felt like they finished at the exact same time, but they, uh, the announcer said immediately that one person won. And it was surprising. <laughs> they have... They, it was basically at the exact same time. It was it was within a maybe a point zero 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 one second in terms of hitting the same other. amount. Yeah, hitting yeah. the same. They they went to a tiebreaker. Even in the tiebreaker, they were tied. It was pretty phenomenal. <laughs> it sounds like a good game. It was a, it was a great match uh, between these two women, and eventually, uh, I think they get a tuition. 
yeah, the, the, yeah, the award is right. tuition uh, for uh, college, which is great. So hold on, are you saying these are fake? No. The clips are fake? No, I was watching it live. Uh, <laughs> you, no, not even SI could doctor that. This was this was Dr. Real. Pepper that. Ah. Hey. <laughs> Wasn't there also like a viral clip of Drew Brees getting struck by lightning going around <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter? I think it was some kind of like betting service. And they're like, look how fast you can place a bet. This guy just got a completely electrocuted. Yeah. And I was like, there, what happened to Drew Brees? Yeah. Was he's it, fine. Yeah. Well. They, they, they had to come out and say that yeah, he's okay. He did not get struck by lightning. Uh, oh, he was a San Diego Charger. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, he was. He was, was it, um, <laughs> what was the baseball one? Uh, Ichiro, Ichiro, excuse me, was it, th- was he throwing something, remember? Oh, yeah. He had those like five vertical sticks at home yeah, plate and yeah, he was yeah. on the pitcher's mound. <laughs> And he was, was basically, him? yeah, I think yeah. it was Ichiro, yeah. And it, so these vertical sticks are very thin, and he just like popped yeah, the top of each them. one. So that was fake too. Well, I don't know anymore, man. <laughs> I think it was. I think they all are when they're that incredible. But I don't know. I guess that's the they're they're professional athletes. Yeah. So a small part of you it's is like, like, damn. It's like hitting. It Did was he? hitting like a tiny target, like hitting a. Yeah. Ten- tennis ball from 60 feet away. That doesn't seem too crazy. No, but there was some. there's something that it ends with that it's like, okay, the way, I forget what it is. Yeah. I forget. Anyway, who cares? Okay. Tweet of the night. <laughs> Good one. Let us know. Uh, Got the should boys it be in talking. the running? Should it be in the running for worst of the week when we get to Friday? Interesting. Yeah. SI tweeting that. Do they need to apologize to us? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Do they need to apologize? Didn't Sports Illustrated put like a, like a, a fake picture on the cover, like circa 1980s. They're like, there's there's some random dude who throws 120 miles an hour. April can, Fools, maybe. Yeah, I think they did on April yeah. Fools or something like that. So yeah, maybe all the other people need to apologize for getting mad at Sports Illustrated because they've been doing this for years. Well, but it's not April Fools. People will come back with mm. <laughs> early December. What the hell is that? December Fools? <laughs> was it December first? <laughs> what if they just put the Sacramento Kings logo up? This is courtesy Lee's stream team. Let's say they just tweeted the Sacramento Kings logo. Are they for real? Haha, that's a discussion. There we go. <laughs> okay, all right. Didn't work out. Whatever. Sports Illustrated took an L, so did I. But um, I don't know. Maybe they can recover if they tweet the Kings logo. Oh, yeah, Mr. TD, the Tiger Woods one, where he's juggling balls on his club. Like multiple, I think, is there multiple? Like, no, no guys can a, do there, that. It's a real one where yeah. you're like, pop, 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 psh, yeah. blast it off. But that's like 90s. Like, maybe they remade it. I don't know. Yeah. There's so many of them I now. thought that was real. Yeah. Everything you see on TV is fake. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Survivor, it's all planned out, guys. This is just an AI podcast. <laughs> AI generated humans sitting here. The scripts are programmed by these computers. Yeah. We input the statistics ahead of the show and it just rambles off stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There's like you can turn up the pun gun setting on tasks, <laughs> so you switch it up. Some days it's like through the roof. Some days it's you know pretty normal. Just normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. We're gonna be replaced soon. Great! I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're already in motion. Where are you going? Jerome coming in. Oh, you know, just set it and forget it. That's it. And then we'll we'll go make some viral videos out there while the show's going on. <laughs> I uh, like that idea. We need uh, a fake viral video. Something cool that's fake. Yeah, what could we do? What would we do? <laughs> what, what could we do? So you mean like something physical, like a physical? Well, I'm, I'm thinking something that's like feet. here in the classic factory, but it's like. I don't know, like, I could, could I, could I, like, I don't know, could Trey be like, I don't know why I just thought of this, okay. but, but Trey's like, hey man, can you grab me some coffee? And so I 
we, we deep fake it but a guy like just chuck my coffee mm. you know just like we all and make it nonchalant like we always do it so my coffee comes flying out of my cup into his cheers perfect yeah let's get to tweet of the night you know right into it <laughs> if you got an Probably. idea let yeah. us know that's let great us, I like and that and deep fake technology that's as not well. bad for right on the spot it not bad at that, all right? no and it, people would speculate is the classic factory in space because it would oh. be like oh yeah 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 what if that was a a thing we just start floating around. All right, show's over, and then Ooh. behind the scenes, we just float off. That'd be a fun pick em, uh <laughs> Anti-gravity? In, in the anti-gravity cool. uh, unit there. What anti-gravity? <laughs> well, not that we have one, but, like, go to one. Oh, yeah. And yeah. do the show floating. That'd be fun. Be we great. might get sick and stuff like that, though. Yeah. Well, isn't yeah. it a plane that goes up and down? Like, I don't know how they do it. That's how they do it. Yeah? The yeah. G, they get the Gs on you, though. Yeah. People, I'm not yeah. my god kids. You're definitely going <laughs> to throw up. It'll be, what, the third time you threw up on the show? Second time. Threw up with the eggnog? Eggnog. That was it, right? Yeah, I've only thrown up once. Yeah. Just as we went to uh, yeah. to the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. But I did yeah. throw up, definitely. I can understand. Eggnog is sweet. <laughs> cool. I, can, I, to, I, I, I told you, like, driving home understand. that day, I've, I, I shouldn't have been driving. If I would have got pulled, I would have got pulled over by the cops, I would have gone to jail for yeah. drinking too much eggnog. Yeah. Oh, we shouldn't have put so much <laughs> like rum was, in it. <laughs> No, there was well, but my because of the sugar, my my body was like convulsing while I was driving. Ugh. It was really scary. <laughs> That's when I lived like Jeez. right down the road too. <laughs> well, anyways, I'm gonna find some real eggnog for us. From a f- local farm here in Georgia, that's not, <laughs> it's not cranked up on sugar, yeah, and it's just oh, delicious. Be better. Oh, it's way better. I'm also going to the Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, Alabama. So I'll ask if they can uh, see if they got a setup there for us. Yeah, yeah. Or Record d- deliver one us. over here. Nice. Deliver one. <laughs> well, I know you're not driving three hours, hopped up on sugar, to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always chug eggnog before I drive. Uh, Huntsville, largest population of a city in Alabama. Huh. Huh. I'm reading uh, Charles Barkley's uh, new book. All right. Tim Bella, we might have him on the podcast, uh, hopefully in, in the weeks, maybe in the new year. Um, but yeah, Alabama, there's a lot of Huntsville coming up in it. Yep. He's from Leeds, of course. From Barclay. Leeds, Alabama. There's yep. a statue, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A Barkley statue in Leeds, right by the Buckies. Uh, yeah. All right. Is the show still going? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, but we should it, stop it, because we have another show tomorrow. Live at 10 a.m. Eastern, here from the Classic Factory. Hey, maybe we'll do a little beach stepping. <laughs> get your questions in. Get your questions in. Send them. Send in those letters. Overnight delivery. You can get them here in time. Can you swing by the PO box in the morning? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deliver some. It's a letter. That'd be awesome. So, yeah. Get send some eggnog as well, yeah. so I can pick up eggnog and the letter from the PO box rather than having to go to a local farm. I love it. You know something we could fake really easily? A letter. <laughs> Look at this! Wow! Oh, like a bunch this of letters, like Santa gets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, like pull one from the pile. pile. Ooh, this one from Mass Pellis writes. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's see you guys tomorrow. Hey, eh? we'll see you then. Hey, eh? Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, Mass Pellis. I thought you were going to go with. Uh, uh, <laughs> I could have done better than that. Well, I thought you were you were referring to our, our former. Colleague here, Lee Ellis. Maybe he was pen palling himself while he was in Europe. Do you think he wrote notes? Do you think he wrote letters to his kids while he was gone? Some people do that. I don't take him as a person that does that though. Oh, you have a phone. FaceTimer. Yeah, people have phones now. Why would they write letters (laughs) or a postcard? And his photos were postcards. You don't even need postcards anymore. 
if you got a postcard though, you'd be pumped. Yeah. I would be. I, I love getting mail. <laughs> like anything. Like a well, thank you. That kind of mail, especially. I like that's, that's hand delivered mail. mail. Your uh, daughter gave uh, Nora and I like a thank you for our uh, birthday gift or something like that. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. That's or something like that. <laughs> no, I, I, I couldn't remember what it was, it was for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really hit home. It was so heartwarming. <laughs> oh, or something that's so like that. It's up on. It's up on the mantle. It's still there. And then you got to make a decision. When are we chucking this out? <laughs> it's always tough, eh? Yeah. Cards and stuff it of that nature. Tough. You're like, yeah. Yeah. All right. How long? How long? How long? Well, we'll see you guys tomorrow. About, did we do Clover Bro? Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you <laughs> we how did long. Quote and everything. 88 minutes. That's 89 minutes. That's how long. We started a little late today. That's not too bad. All right. From Mass Pellis, from <laughs> Trey Derby, and, and me, EJ Peets. <laughs> see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.